And exciting times here at the Abu Dhabi Test Session as Carlos Sainz Jr. prepares to make his debut on track in the Toro Rosso. And there he is, exiting the pit lane for the first time. Straight into turn two, where he chucks it sideways. And then he's onto the grass, sliding perfectly onto the gravel access road over the yump, and then right five over crest, left four, don't cut, right one, tidy into left three, over kick into right. Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. He's Zog. Hello. He's Richard. Hello. I'm Gareth, and there's a bit of a end of term party vibe going on because the Formula One season is over, and we have a champion. A gentle round of applause, not too close to the microphones, please, for the new world champion, Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> Which made us all happy, I know that. Yes. But I'm going to ask this question. How happy would we have been if Nico had won it, Zog? I'd still have been pretty happy. I mean, I would not have been as happy. I was ecstatic, really, that Lewis won it. He totally deserved it. The best man won. If Nico had won it, you'd have to say he'd earned it, despite the fact that Lewis was the quicker driver throughout the season. Nico did a fabulous job of running him super close, often beating him, often out-qualifying him. And although I think he was mentally weaker... Doesn't have he the power of telekinesis to... like Lewis does. There you go. But, but he was able, you have to hugely respect the fact that, first of all, in a sense, Lewis only just beat him. You know, it went down to the wire. Mm. It went down to that last race. And at the end of the season, he nailed the trick of being able to drive just quickly enough to keep Lewis behind him. Mm. Well, yes, but then... Sometimes. Is that what we want? I'm saying you have to respect Nico for it. And I'm, yes. and, and, and I'm saying that if he'd won the championship, you couldn't say that he didn't deserve it. OK, think, let me put it another way. Richard, if Nico had won it, would he have deserved it? What do you think? That's a tricky one. I think it would have left a sour taste. Not because of Rosberg, I bear the man no ill, but I think... Because I, 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 I have to... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a... Um, Confession is not the right word, but I'm going to plough on anyway. Admission. Admission. On this very programme, a while ago, I said I don't see what the fuss is about double points. Mm -hmm. Fine, it's just a little quirk. Mm -hmm. I think I said that luck plays a part in being a racing driver generally. (coughs) And if you're ahead in the championship and then the final race you lose, someone else steals those 50 points to win the championship, well, that's their luck. I've changed my mind because I think if Rosberg had won that race and therefore won the championship because Hamilton had only come, I think he had to be third at least. Uh, he had to be second, second didn't he? Yeah, second. He had to be second if Rosberg yeah. won. Exactly. So yeah. if he'd come third and Rosberg had won or if Hamilton had gone out and Rosberg mm. had won and so that made Nico Rosberg world champion, I think that would have left a sour taste somehow. I think that would have been a rather depressing result because it would have validated most F1 fans' mm-hmm. view that double points was a gimmick yeah. and mm. unfair. Mm. I don't think Rosberg would have been an undeserving winner. He drove fine, but Hamilton drove better and yeah. won yeah. more races. And yes, yeah. Rosberg out-qualified Hamilton quite a few times, but then didn't convert that into race wins when he should have done. And the case in point in that final race, off the line. I mean, maybe there was something a bit dicky with his car already at that point, but he just didn't make a sharp getaway. Hamilton took him, and then he won the race. The line drove a start, and yeah, nailed it. For me, Lewis winning was the better journey. You know, you want the better driver to win, but I think Lewis gave us a better story arc over the summer than Nico did. Nico was sort of reliable and always there and gathered up, but Lewis, well, you didn't know, is he going to get it this? He will, he should, but you 
could crumble. And that sense of jeopardy that you get from Lewis, my God. It's a better story. Yeah, I agree. agree. So that's why I'm happy Lewis won it. If I remember at the start of the season when we were taking guesses on who was going to win it, I said out loud on the programme that I want Lewis to win it but I think Nico might just nick it and I have to say this once I was I was pretty right you know either way I would have been happy because I either would have been right or happy you know I can't fail it's been great I think we've perhaps turned a corner with Lewis as well I think having a bit of success again won't do him any harm will it yeah, can't see that affecting Lewis in any yeah, way can you I think he might turn out to be quite a good driver one day I think you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's quite possible you know double world champion it's alright I heard you the first he, time he's going to be better next year you know he's going to be stronger he's, next year yeah, yeah. And but so is Nico yeah I think he probably is he, will is he we know that Hamilton has that emotional roller coaster mm. that when he's up, he's really up, and then when he's down, he gets very tetchy very easily. He wears his heart on his sleeve. I think it's one reason why people like him, but also mm. why some people don't like him because they think, A, he's a bit of a knob, and also he's a bit of a petulant child. Mm-hmm. The two are the same thing a lot of the time, but mm-hmm. this is the problem with See him. See Alonso. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, it's the same but different. But yeah, yes, yeah. another discussion altogether. And Rosberg has that calmness and has that sort of sense almost sometimes we've seen him quite calculating and even in that final press conference before the race in Abu Dhabi when he made that little jab at Lewis mm-hmm. that, that was clever that was, that was an interesting bit of mind in case, yeah it was in, but I thought it was I a bit in case anyone didn't, didn't, didn't hear that, that. it was it was a real dick move yeah it was it was a dick move in case, sorry Nico it was a dick move yes. in case you didn't hear or see that during the press conference, Lewis was asked what can be done to make this a great race. And he said, well, nothing, we just go out there and race. And when Nico was asked the same question, he said, well, Lewis can do something. He can drive sensibly and not crash into me. Another opportunity to play the psychological game. Yeah. That's great. And Jensen Button was actually what most people remember from that because of his <laughs> yeah. comical eye expression. Yeah, fantastic. Also from that same Explain press conference. It. Explain it. Explain what Jensen Button did with his eyes. It's yeah. really hard to explain it because like, there's no real emotion. It was like a, it was in it. Oh, well, hang on. Al- Alonso was asked who he would prefer no, 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 to no, no, have. No, no, no. I'm talking about a different thing. Rosberg's dick move. Yeah. The camera was framed pretty much on Rosberg, but Jensen was in the front of shot, You're and he did a kind of. Yeah. Eye widening and then frowning, and then again a roller coaster of emotions in one expression. You're thinking of the other one where Alonso was asked who he'd like to partner with, (laughs) and it all got a bit awkward. That press conference was proper end of term comedy. Great, wasn't it? You then had that German gentleman asking the longest question in the world (laughs) to Rosberg and to Vettel, who was also there. Because I think Vettel has possibly lost a little bit of respect from a lot of Formula One fans because when he's not winning, he starts to look like a stroppy child again. Mm. And people have seen that he's actually got this ruthless core, and he's not Mr. Smiley Happy, oh, I love the Monty Python kind of chap. But I think I've said in the programme before, we've had him on Top Gear, and he was such a nice bloke and was so happy to be there. I always thought there is a cheery soul and a decent bloke in there, Mm. but he's got that steely inner core that makes him a world champion. And in this press conference, the German chap asked this incredibly long question in English, to Rosberg and to Vettel and then the moderator guy says sorry who's that to and Vettel went no well, he's already said it's to Nico and to me the moderator went okay well Sebastian do you want to answer first there's a pause and then Vettel went could you repeat the question <laughs> and the time. timing was yeah, yeah. impeccable yeah yeah and you just go now yeah. I'm sorry but you can't Sounds dislike a guy who's got that yeah. 
Yeah. He'd sussed the room. He had a good sense of the vibe. Intuitive. All right, there's a bigger discussion here. You were talking about that end-of-term vibe that was in that press conference, because they're all swapping teams. They're all leaving now. They're all going. Vettel's going to Ferrari. So given that in mind, and at the time of recording this show, we still don't know where Alonso is going to be. Will, <laughs> will Lewis win it? <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, we're going to look stupid if he doesn't go to McLaren. <laughs> He's going to McLaren. Yeah. Given that, Vettel at Ferrari, Alonso at, I think it's probably going to be Caterham, I think. We don't know yet. Crowdsourcing. Well, well, if if, if Caterham in next year. Will Lewis win it next year? I would put money on Lewis before I'd put it on any other driver for next year because he is going to be super strong and he's going to be driving what is almost certainly going to be the quickest car. Who's yeah. going to have a quicker car than Mercedes? No one. Engine freeze. Yeah. Unless that gets suddenly overturned in the off-season. Nico was beaten fair and square by Lewis this year, mm. but I think he's going to take Only tremendous strength from the fact that he ran him so close, that he led the championship for so long. I think that's going to give him a boost. I don't know. What I was going to say before about the psychology of it, and I think that it's got to be psychologically boosting to win the championship and a little bit deflating to come second when it was in your grasp. But also, I just think that although we see that Hamilton has got this kind of roller coaster of emotions when things are going right or when they're not going right, I think Rosberg, he hides it well. But look at the way that he drives when he's under pressure. Mm -hmm. He gets ragged. He locks a wheel. Mm -hmm. he's, yeah, yeah. he's sawing at the wheel a bit more than Hamilton or Captain Smooth, Jensen Button. And he did have... And that is actually going to be his DJing name when he hasn't got a drive next year. And he well. did. Oh, oh, now hang on. Wedding, DJ Smooth. Funerals. Yeah. On that subject, there are two things we should just touch on. First of all, beyond Mercedes, who else would you pick as your star of the year? Mm -hmm. Or stars of the year? And secondly, what about that Lewis Hamilton and his proposed music career. Well, why don't we answer those questions in the next part of Gareth Jones on Speed? <laughs> We're on smoothie. local radio. <laughs> Captain Smooth. <laughs> and with the time coming up to 5-2, here's, here's Janice with the travel. <laughs> it's the Christian Horner Hour. <laughs> okay. Here's a few quid for the fiancé. It's the Spice Girls. <laughs> Looking for the DJ for your special occasion? Come to moi, DJ Alain Prost, the original Captain Smooth. For your wedding, your birthday, whatever the event, I will be very smoothly mixing between my records fantastic. And I guarantee that now the needle will no longer be nudged off the record by that pesky DJ at Ancena. Call me now. My team are waiting to take your call. No, no, wait, they've gone first? Bo. Step Central! We got a show done speed! Probably the main reason that we love Lewis so much is that he's flawed. There are aspects to him that drive you nuts, whether it's the Americanisms or the whole God thing or just too much bling. He's like a car that we love that's flawed. We prefer a flawed car, Richard, don't we, too? Yes, yeah, it's yes absolutely. Yeah, particularly, it reminds me, it's moving seamlessly into this, I drove a Lexus LFA the other day. Oh, hello! I've never driven one before and I probably will never drive one again. I only oh. made 500 of them. And what a thing! But flawed. perfectly proves it. Yeah, flawed. We're used to, in high-performance cars now, these double-clutch gearboxes. Yeah. Only a single clutch. So... Oh. Really? Yeah. And yet, wow. it adds to the character of uh -huh. the car. Uh -huh. And 
in that respect. And makes it more interesting. Actually. Makes it more interesting. Yeah. You learn its flaws. You yeah. learn to live with them a little bit, or at least to sort of work with them. Uh. And it gives a bit of texture. And Lewis Hamilton, he's sometimes preposterous. Well, Zog, you know about something he's proposing that's preposterous. He's just said this week that a music career is in the offing. He's been talking <laughs> this about... This has been rumoured before and it's always sounded terrible. No, I didn't hear the interview. I think it was on Radio 1. But he's basically been giving a bit more detail about what he's been doing and... Mm. Uh, Folk album, to other people around yeah. him been talking about. And, but he basically... Well, you know, he built a studio Imagine. in his house, you know, so that... <laughs> Nicole wouldn't have to keep leaving to go and uh, do some recording. That's her excuse. Um, but he's been apparently spending more time in it than she has, and he's been doing a lot of work in the studio recently. No, he says music means everything to... We know music is a big thing for him, he's talked about mm-hmm. it before, I think. But he seems to be really very serious about getting an album out, and maybe, who knows, beyond that. Um, I have a strange thought about this, because instinctively we think, oh, my God, that sounds like self-indulgent nonsense. And it also you also think, well, you know... You're double world champion. Yeah. How can whatever you're going to do in music possibly... You know, obviously well, this is the thing. What if, and I'm not suggesting this will happen, what if he turns out to be really good at that as well? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Uh, you know, with music, and I think his girlfriend proves this, I think there was a producer that worked with her in the early days of her career who said that she had no real feel for music, <laughs> but that she was a great entertainer. She understood stagecraft. Okay. And you look at some artists who don't understand stagecraft. They don't put on a show. They're just good at singing. And that's not enough. And they make very boring stars. Whereas, for example, yeah. you, you can make the case, for example, that Madonna is not a terribly good singer. No. Not, but she is an extraordinary Qualifier. Star. No, she's qualifying. She's good. great in qualifying. She's lousy in the race. Yeah, but she's yeah. great in qualifying. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. She, she was runner-up in Formula Renault a couple of years, and then she... Um, <laughs> She, did, she was, it was Formula Ford back then, wasn't it? I think that was Johnny Chicotto, similar last name, it's easy mistake yeah. to make. Yeah. yeah, You know, you're right, he might be terrific, he might have a great voice, you know, but he might be able to write some fantastic tunes. Let's see. Well, that's the thing, and then he ropes in some people. I mean, the thing is, yes. the thing about Hamilton that's is it. that he is what I think an entertainment agent would call a breakout star. Hello. He's globally well-known in a way that mm-hmm. almost no one else on the current Formula One grid is. Yeah, mm-hmm. And has been for a while. I mean, I don't think even someone like Michael Schumacher or Alan Prost or anyone like that were sort of globally famous. And there's something about Hamilton, you know, it's the glamorous girlfriends, the fact that he lives a bit like... James Hunt. Well, it's not so much James Hunt, is it, in the modern era, because he can't get away with that stuff anymore. But what he does do is he lives a bit like, probably, an R&B star, Mm -hmm. with the bling... Mm -hmm. And jets, the jets, and the the, yeah, yeah, and the dog with the gold chains, and the hot girlfriend who's also in the music business. Yeah, and so you can see, you know what he'll do. Showbiz, that's the thing. He's got appeal that extends outside of motorsport. Yeah, which is why, incidentally, I think you know this is all kind of history now. But during this year, there has been a lot of talk about whether Mercedes were maybe favouring Nico or favouring Lewis, and you know, there's some conspiracy theorists are saying, well, you know, I think they're favouring Nico here because he's the German driver, and they'd they'd rather Mm -hmm. have him win than Lewis. You're talking about studio time, right? Mercedes <laughs> travelling recording studio. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Of course, if Mercedes had a preference, I'm quite sure their preference was for Lewis to win because he's the global superstar and what they Brand get ambassador. out yeah. of Lewis being yeah. the world champion you know, mm. and pushing him around the world as part of their yeah, brand yeah, yeah. is beyond what they And it goes bigger than just the F1 team because Mercedes, yeah. well, certainly in the UK, but I think 
overall mercedes are very determined to be perceived as a younger person's company yes they're terrified or they're not terrified but they're slightly neurotic about the fact that they are an old man car maker yeah and they want to be most manufacturers and they've cracked it in china where like the average s-class buyer is 35 or something like that Mm -hmm. but in europe and in the u.s mercs are seen as old man cars a little bit more and this is why you know they're sportifying the c-class and the e-class now you can get them with grill with the star in the middle of it like only on the sls and you can have them with AMG body kits, and they're about to announce this new AMG Sport range, which is not your full sort of snorty, crazy AMG cars, but has the look of those cars mm-hmm. with like sort of three quarters of the performance. Yes, well, exactly, like yeah. M Sport yeah. or like Audi S line, something yeah. like that. I could so use the two. If yeah. you're doing this big kind of marketing push on that, what better than to have some guy who is heard yeah. of outside F1? It seems pretty cool. Well, you're making me think of what Bernie said a couple of weeks ago. He came up with this, well. Another extraordinary statement. He was talking about how he couldn't understand why teams and manufacturers were doing so much on social media and trying to get this younger demographic. And I can't remember the exact quote, but it was more or less, it doesn't matter, we don't need young people, we don't want young people, they don't have any money, we'd rather have the 70-plus audience yeah, for Yeah, they've got the cash to buy a Rolex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just the most mind-bogglingly crass thing. I'm not even sure he believed it, because he's not that stupid. And any marketing person worth their salt would tell you, you get people young when they can't afford your stuff, but they wish they could to aspire so that later in their life, when they have got a few quid, perhaps... They go out and buy the Mercedes. This is the thing. I mean, it's all well and good, Mercedes, and not just Mercedes, but Jaguar at this and BMW. All car companies, to a degree, want their customers to be younger. But young people don't have any money. Mm -hmm. And if you're 19, unless you're like an IT billionaire... Even buying a Fiesta, you can barely afford to insure it or put fuel in it. Yeah. So it's entirely naive. I mean, really, they should just be trying to court people at that age so that one day they will remember that beautiful Jaguar or Mercedes or whatever that they saw when they were 19 and it's never gone away. Because I know plenty of people who go, oh, I love Jags because my uncle had an XJ6 mm-hmm. when I was little. Mm-hmm. It was the most beautiful yeah. car. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Because yeah. Dad had a Cortina, I've, so. I've spoken to lots of car PR guys who say, oh, no, you can't underestimate the pressure that kids put on their parents yeah. as well to oh, buy cars. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Dad, you can't have a Vauxhall, Dad. No, it's got to be yeah. a... Yeah. Be Dad, a as, as it happened to me, Dad, can we get a, can yeah. we get a Matra Rancho? Yeah, yeah, lovely. And he went, no, it's silly because it's <laughs> pretending to be a 4x4 car, but it's not. <laughs> And it's only got three doors, which but is But that is no a family. Time. I'm going to get a Talbot Solara. And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah of course, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. As a man approaching 40 and a dad myself, mm-hmm. I look back and go, he was absolutely mm-hmm. right. You see right. the wisdom. But I should tell him sometimes. I go, Dad, do you remember when you told us that we weren't getting a match Rancho? You were bang right yeah. about that. I'm finally prepared to go, admit what? that you were right. What are you talking you about? Were right. <laughs> but I'm still surprised that Bernie said what he said, because Bernie's a great political player. And he plays a long game. You know, he'll say, right, 12-car teams next year in order to get the teams to run four cars each. You know what I mean? He sets those goals like that. So where was he at with this whole we-don't-need-young-people thing at the moment? He can't understand how you could monetize social media at the moment. And so he's not interested in it. Until such time as he can work out how to do that, he will remain with that view. I think that's what all of that's all about. But you know what? I think we all agree here. He's absolutely bloody wrong. You know, Formula One needs young people, otherwise it's going to be, I don't know, Pink Floyd. You know, only old people go and see Pink Floyd. Young people don't go and see Pink Floyd. And 
they will have a finite career as a result of that. Yeah, yeah but it's not like when Dave Gilmore dies, Pink Floyd should actually carry on with a whole new bunch of people. Yes. It's yeah. not that. Which I think was the original plan for the Pet Shop Boys was that the founding members of the Pet Shop Boys, Neil Turner and Chris Lowe, had this clan that that was just a brand name. And after a while, they'd step back and they'd get but like so three like girls the, to front the, it. The or two person British version of Menudo? Menudo, Menudo the South American uh, kind of boy, boy band. band. Five members, been going probably 25, 30 really? years yeah, now. Heard about probably this. onto their 23rd generation well, of the band. And but they, hang they, on, they're the Brazilian they version have, of the Sugar Babes then, where it's basically <laughs> a revolving yeah. door policy. Well, and I, I, I think, I mean, Gareth, maybe you know, but don't they have a kind of like an age limit? So, you know, when, yeah, you, that's when, right. when you get to 21, yeah. you're kicked out of the band. It's oh, basically, it's basically disheartening. It's the Logan's run of pop music. That's right. It's more like the Trigger's broom of pop music. (laughs) Either way, Bernie's just a silly old... And he should learn that he's not always right about this stuff. And also, because you're right, he's talking about not being able to monetize something. What a nasty little... I mean, he's going to die soon, fingers crossed. And let's be honest, when he does, what's he going to do with his money? Nothing. He'll be dead. (laughs) We might need to cut this bit out. Hello, Jensen speaking. How are things in Woke? Oh, what? No. No, I've never been missold PPI. No, definitely. Look, I'm expecting quite an important call, so, um, well, yeah. Yeah, goodbye. Goodbye. Hello, Jensen speaking. No, look, I've never been missold PPI. I'm a millionaire racing driver, so, bye. Hello, Jensen speaking. Yeah, man, I was just calling to see if you are interested in PPI insurance. For God's sake, no. I've never been missold PPI. Please leave me alone. Meanwhile, in Woking... I've experienced a quantity of difficulties regarding the decision as to who will assume number two driving responsibilities for the team in 2015. But I believe I've reached an optimum conclusion in this matter and will commence telephonic communications with the successful driving operative immediately. Look, will you just sort off and leave me alone? As you wish, then. Eric, could you get the other chap on the line, please? Gareth Jones on speed. We are living in a golden age... We have more British champions in motorsport than I think there are categories in motorsport at the moment. We have the GP2, Jolyon Palmer, GP3, Alex Lynn. We have Ant Davidson in the WEC. We have, uh, what's his name, Lewis Hamilton Town in Formula One-ish. Yeah, that young guy. Louis, Louis, I can't remember. Louis something, which probably means that Sam Bird's going to win Formula E, and if he doesn't, he'll be a letdown to the whole nation. That's what I think. But there's other interesting stuff going on in Formula One at the moment, outside of the Brits. And the one that made me gasp more than any bit of news this week was that Hulk's going to race at 
Porsche. Uh, Le Mans, which is fantastic. <laughs> no, it is fantastic. <laughs> now, when was the last time that an active F1 driver was, uh, raced at Le Mans? When Great was, question. Oh, when damn it. Was... I saw someone mention this on Twitter today. Oh, I did thought, you? Good bit of trivia. Should have remembered. Was it Bourdais, maybe? Or had he oh, left? Or had he left already by the time he was no, I think he, racing with Porsche? He, he, I think he had he'd left. He'd left, hadn't he? Yeah, he'd yeah. Left. Yeah. So, so, but, um, but, yeah. I, 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 That's extraordinary. Good for it? Hulk. Good for Porsche and good for Force India yeah. for not standing in his way and letting him do those you, small things. So, yeah, I'm going to be cheering him on. Well, you know how much I love Hulk. And to have him in a mm. Porsche for you at Le Mans, that's Heck. just guaranteed my oh, seat yeah, this year. And I'm this going. is also, this, this comes about because Porsche are now running three cars. Yeah. Which is also a development this week. Mm. And well, there was a lot of stuff, people going, well, the reason they've got that third car out is because Jensen Button's going to do it. Mm. Which I, I, I don't yeah. think they would build a whole third car and, and all that just for... But no, there's but obviously a plan, and maybe if they could, get if they him. happen to have another seat, and he well, doesn't happen to know. be doing anything, yeah. you know, next economies of scale. Well, the, this news of Hulk like going there made me think that perhaps that means Jensen isn't going to leave Formula One because they would have to act to get someone top line. And this just Hulk's in, there. okay, in. what skills? Zog skills what from BBC Sport. The German 27 will become the first active F1 driver to take part in the event since Sebastian well Bourdais. Done, hey. Hey. Yeah, well done, man. Then at Toro Rosso, yes. raced yeah. for Peugeot in 2009. Yeah, of course, very good. Very good. Uh, no, we were there. Uh, they've also, for some reason, published under the heading Hulkenberg's partial 2015 schedule, and then they've sort of put his diary in here. He's going to be quite busy. <laughs> Just a bit. Quite busy, because he's, he's doing the spa race as well at six hours of spa on the 2nd of May, squeezing it in between the Chinese Grand Prix yeah, as a warm and the Spanish Grand Prix. Uh, he's so good at Spa actually Hulk if I remember Force India and Hulk was a good combo at Spa he knows his way around there Should but that's well, great that's no, a bit, it's, yeah, it's, it's just a sort of nice thing it yeah. feels a bit retro because it's what drivers yes. used to do it's old school isn't it yeah Sterling yeah. Moss he'd go oh, we're racing in Formula 1 old boy and he probably didn't say old boy in those days but <laughs> and then he'd just nip off and do some saloon car racing in Lotus Cortina or something like yeah, that yeah. and I mean, then he'd do a bicycle race or something uh, a hot air balloon race it's what proper race I've taken some pep pills that Fangio gave me I haven't slept for four 47 weeks <laughs> but so I might gosh, as well I'm just compete in every discipline I'm going swimming this afternoon <laughs> and so on but there are other rumours about Le Mans and Formula 1 popping around at the moment someone suggested at one point that Alonso would be doing a part Porsche part McLaren combo and that came from a very reputable source I can't imagine that would happen. McLaren either have you or they don't have you. They don't say, yes, go and yes. listen to the And McLaren mm. consider themselves, shortly, to be a Porsche rival in mm. road cars because this yeah. um, mm-hmm. new smaller car, yeah. the romantically named Sports Series uh, <laughs> range of cars that are coming out, are going to be sort of rivals for the top end of the 911 range and mm. there's rumours that Porsche are going to fill in a hole at the top of the 911 range of the new car as well so it would be weird the mm. marketing department would be having a hissy fit going wait mm. a minute you can't well, no 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 you can't it's like drinking Coke and Pepsi at the same time you can't do that <laughs> but surely if McLaren really did want to get Alonso in their car next year and one of his conditions was uh, you have to let me drive at Le Mans I'm not sure that would be the kind of thing that would be a deal breaker really I think he he likes to have control. Yeah, I think Ron likes his control, doesn't Mm. he? He doesn't want to give Alonso too much freedom. Ron's still trying to prove something here, isn't he? I think he wants Alonso back so he can take it this time. I I think. I think it's a psychological game. As much as Mm. he knows he's the man probably to drive that car for the team, probably the right man of all of them available at the moment. 
And he probably believes that Jensen isn't. Did you see today, we're recording this on Friday, by the way, that Jensen uh, is on a road trip with Jesse, his girlfriend. Oh, yes. And they're driving around parts of France where he used to race as a cart with his dad. And one of the pictures is, you know, missing Pepper. You know. But there's a slight melancholy. I was told the other week, I'll explain. Went to stay with a friend. She just split up with her husband, right? She put a picture on Facebook and her daughter said, no, mum, don't put that picture up. Why? It's a bit needy. Oh. Now, do you not think that these pictures from Jensen they were a bit needy? Well, you know, I, I noticed I in a couple of those sure pictures the bright yellow 650s of course. in the back of shop. Every shop. And I was going to retweet them just go, it's always the way, if you're about to lose your company car, you stick a load of miles on it. But you're right. I don't know. Was that a bit? Maybe it was a bit needy. I don't know. It's, he yeah, doesn't it's, know. He does not know. He does not know. I hate to do this thing of an insider told me, but an mm. F1 journalist who said that the general gossip there is that genuinely they haven't made a decision. Because I said to him, depend on how many cars they're going to run, isn't that? Well, I mean, is anyone going to do this three car thing? I don't know. This all seems a bit weird. Well, another story I heard again from a reasonable source, yeah, a very good source, was that one possibility next year is Alonso and Button in the McLaren and Stoffel Van Dorn I love saying his name have you had a refreshing say of Stoffel Van Dorn Stoffel Van Dorn Stoffel Van Dorn hang on a second <clears throat> Stoffel Van Dorn oh that's really clear yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. slightly yeah. refreshing wrong, but that's yeah. lovely good yeah. exercise yeah. Stoffel Van Dorn and Ken Kevin Magnussen yes or is it Kevin Ken Magnussen well his real name's Ken everyone gets it wrong but it's, I think it's spelt Kevin but it's pronounced Ken <laughs> the the every time I do that on Sniff Petrol I get people writing in and going you know he's called Kevin <laughs> And every time I have to go, yeah, I, I, yeah, I know. The V and the I are silent. Well, that's the thing, because I think I've stopped going, no, I know, it's just a joke, because it's not a very good joke, it just amuses <laughs> it's me. It's lovely. But, Kevin, but Ken, it's I've started going, unlikely. I have just started going, no, he is called Ken. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems to wind him up even more. So, <laughs> Kevin, Ken, Magnuson, and Stoffel Van Dorn. Oh, much refreshed. It's like having a locket or a tunes or something. A fisherman's friend. The first class ticket to Dottingham, please. Mind saying Stoffel Van Dorn? Nice Melvin Bragg. That's, that's oh, is it, do you not remember those adverts <laughs> from the 80s? It's a bit of a retro reference. Uh, British anyway. people on the will remember that, the rest of you forget that. And the idea was that those two would be in what was described to me as Super Aguri Mark II. Ah. Now, you can interpret oh. that as you want. First of all, Honda, who won't give out a customer engine but like to have another team to do some development for them. Yep. Lee Field, which is where Super Agurian Arrows were based, and now is where Caterham are based. Yeah. Now, would they buy the Caterham team and license? Who knows? Would they just mm. get the facility, which is a separate thing? Or because of the McLaren relationship with Russia that existed a couple of seasons ago, there are links enough there to allow them to absorb that. So they could be a sort of McLaren Honda team mm. it would be a Honda team of some description mm. um, I don't know that went Curious. tremendously well last time <laughs> right. yeah. I think where they went wrong you're right though there's a bit yeah. more of that sort of super guru spin-off kind of model mm-hmm. so maybe buy Caterham mm. and get their people in there but you need a sort of titular figurehead to run the place so I'm thinking super Inui if only this was the faster program where we go into a sketch we could do with a sketch but but in the absence of it because we're drawing towards the end let's just speculate on the fact that they do surprisingly well perhaps at the Hungarian Grand Prix they do particularly well and in his excitement (laughs) the titular head of the team runs out onto the track where for old time's sake a Tartra sweeps down and runs him over he's unhurt but just for old time's sake wonderful everyone would enjoy it up to and including him I think 
Beautiful. You've been listening to the rantings of Richard Porter. Goodbye. And the sensible leanings of Zog. Goodbye. And me, somewhere in between. Uh, we're going to leave you with a tune. Do you remember, traditionally on this show, we started with anthems. Whenever a driver won the championship, we played an anthem. So, for Lewis Hamilton, here's his anthem. Well done, Lewis. Your nation's proud of you. With a serious guard fixation He's the quickest of our nation He wins all the time But he's British, so that's fine He likes bling, swag and rap And a straight peak on his cap But he needs a slap Cause his beard was crap His dad's from Grenada But that can't explain his accent either Oh, the land of Stevenage And the home of to send us an email see pictures get song lyrics join our facebook fan site follow us on twitter or to find out about sponsorship opportunities go to garethjones.tv gareth jones on speed is made in london by whiz bang gareth jones on speed